Welcome to the Why Wait podcast. My name is Beth. My name is Julie, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious and too many times we hold back. We have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. But guess what? You don't have to wait. Join us on this podcast as we open windows of discovery for you through knowledge and tools that we will teach you that will enable you to improve your own life. Hey, no more waiting. Let's go. Thank you for joining us today on the Why Wait podcast. Again, I'm Beth. I'm Julie. <laughs> and Julie and I were, um, we, we've been recording our weeks that are going with our content that we'll be working with women on our seven week um, Why Wait, W-E-H-I-T program. And we decided that we're going to kind of piggyback onto a podcast that will come out um, very soon about, we want to talk about adding a filter to your thoughts. So Julie, do you want to kind of talk about that? Yes. So, um, we are members of the church Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And last weekend we had general conference, which is our prophet and apostles and, um, leadership of the church speak to us worldwide and it's broadcast to us anywhere. You can watch it, YouTube, all the things. And so, we always look forward to that time as an answer to prayers. You know, sometimes we go in with a specific question and we kind of just seek for that answer. And there's just a lot of goodness, of peace, of, of, um, knowledge of revelation, personal, and it's awesome. So with this last week, and I went in asking a specific thought of what heavenly father would want Beth and I to teach to our audience. Right. And the message that I kept getting over and over was teach them their worth, teach them who they are. And so I, you know, that hit me very strong because I know a lot of times us women are bogged down. We have a lot on our shoulders. We aren't the kindest to ourselves. We have a monologue going in our head that I'll say out loud a lot. Like, Oh, I'm such an idiot. My, my kids will say, mom, no, you're not. I'm like, Oh, thank you. You're right. I don't believe it but those words come out of my mouth and your brain notices those things. Okay. And so I think we do a lot of those things unintentionally, but they are there. And so I started thinking about our thought work that we do and coaching women to change their thoughts. And that's what changes your results. And so, um, teaching you your worth. So who are you? Ultimately you're a child of God. And most of us on this podcast are specifically daughters of God. And if we understand that knowledge that we lived in heaven before we came here, we're here on earth in our physical bodies to learn lessons, to grow, and we will live again after this earth with our families, hopefully for eternity, and we will continue to progress. But the one thing that's constant in that knowledge is our spirits, okay? Our spirits were there before, they're here now, and they will be there after. And they are the recorder, they are the driver, they are the, the progression, and, and really, if we can access it, our spirits know the truth of all things, right? And we access those through prayer, through scripture, through study and personal revelation. So I, um, as I was writing this out and processing, I came up with an idea called filters. So in the past I've coached people and I will say, um, you know, they haven't, let's say you have a negative thought and let's, let's say it's on weight loss. And so 
if our circumstances, our body and our thought is that we think we're fat or we think we need to lose weight or we, I mean, usually we're pretty harsh with ourselves, right? Like, oh, I'm disgusting. I can't believe I got this heavy. And then your feeling is going to be um, despair, frustration. Your action is going to be sluggish. Usually that type of thought work creates exhaustion. It makes you tired. It doesn't create energy for your life, right? And so your result is usually going to be that you're still overweight or you still don't like your body. And so I thought, what if you added a filter onto your thoughts that you're trying to change? Because as I've said, pick a new thought to a, to a client. Most of the time they're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I don't, what do you mean? Pick a new thought. I don't understand. And so if you add the filter, I'm a child of God, or I'm a daughter of God, try and add that onto the model I just gave you. So try and say, if your circumstance is your body and you say, I'm fat, I'm disgusting because I'm a daughter of God. It doesn't like it's cognitive dissonance. The two don't line up. And so you're, you're like, mm, uh, that's not true. And the truth is you are a daughter of God. And so if your thoughts aren't matching that in some way, that's your first alarm or your first flag to go, Ooh, wow. That thought is probably not going to get me to where I want to be. Right. And so then if you go to, I'm feeling despaired and frustrated because I'm a daughter of God. Yes. You can feel all those things, but it's not helpful. Um, your action would be sluggish, shameful. Usually like I shouldn't eat that because I'm overweight because I'm a daughter of God. Mm, that doesn't work either. And then your result again, doesn't work. So when you're picking a new thought and you think, okay, my body is the circumstance. My thought is, gosh, what do I want it to be? Because I'm a daughter of God. Usually the first step I would take myself or someone else is gratitude for the body that you're in. And so I would think I am grateful for a physical body because I'm a daughter of God that lowers the peace level. No, no, that lowers the anxiety level and brings up the peace and the comfort. So if I think that thought, I'm now feeling peaceful, maybe a little compassion. I'm feeling gratitude. And so what's my action going to be? My action is going to be that I'm going to take care of this body that I'm grateful for because I, I do, I feel that emotion. And then my result is going to be that I have a body that's probably healthier and a body that I can continue to use as a daughter of God. So that's always a little easier to explain on paper <laughs> or on a screen, but on a podcast, you can't, you can't do that. So if you need to rewind it to understand that, but basically let's explore that a little bit, that's going to help. And we're going to pick some filters that we can add to the back of our thoughts that help us kind of realign, realign what we're thinking and help us figure out which thoughts are not helping. So let's pick a circumstance. Well, and I think too, one, one thing that's helpful is a lot of times what we think are, what we think is the circumstance is actually our thought. So if we, if we think the circumstances, I am fat or yes. I'm lazy or that's actually not the circumstance. Like it goes back to what you said. It's your, that you have a body mm -hmm. that just can be proved. We all have bodies. So the thought is I'm fat. Um, but what, <laughs> tell me what were you, you wanted to add a, say that again to me. Cause I was thinking about a quote from president Nelson. So my mind oh. is on the body. So go let's ahead. Hear, let's hear the quote. 
Well, when um, a few years back, I went through all like really crucial things that President Nelson kept hitting. And one of the topics he kept addressing was the the body. And he said, um, there are specific ways in which we can likely improve. One is the way that we treat our bodies. I stand in awe of the miracle of the human body. That's the thing, like you said, Julie, with the gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, it is a magnificent creation essential to our gradual ascent toward our ultimate divine potential. We cannot progress without it in giving us the gift of a body. God has allowed us to take a vital step toward becoming more like him. Satan understands this. He chafes at the fact that his premortal apostasy permanently disqualifies him for this privilege, leaving him in a constant state of jealousy and resentment. Thus many, if not most of the temptations we put, he puts in our paths, cause us to abuse our bodies or the bodies of others. Because Satan is miserable without a body, he wants us to be miserable because of ours. Mm. Your body is your personal temple created to house your eternal spirit. You care, your care for that temple is important. So I, I was just thinking how so many times in a day, the way we talk to ourselves is worse than we would ever talk to, you know, a friend or anybody. And it's the attack on the body because he doesn't have one that we do as women, like my, my, I don't like my legs or I don't like whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But if you add the filter that I'm a daughter of God, or I have this beautiful gift, I'm so grateful for my body. Mm -hmm. You know, it changes the whole perspective. Yes. I love that. And I love that. Um, <clears throat> when you were sharing that quote so quickly, as I was listening to the whole process of that quote, your brain will quickly go to, Oh, I should be taking care of it better. And again, we've taught you in previous podcasts is get rid of the shoulds. Listen to that quote as a loving prophet to a daughter of God saying, you have this gift. Let's use it. Right. And the whole point of changing our thoughts is to stop those patterns and use our brains for our good instead of attacking ourselves. And so, and that Satan's playground is shame, right? So as quick as he can, or as quick as our, our natural body will, um, will cycle is, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I should be better. Or let's just stay in. That's an amazing quote. I love that. Or um, we hear something that inspires us. We feel a progression. Like you'll hear something. Um, I'm trying to think of, let's see. When we get into a state of, of motivation, when we're like, okay, I'm so grateful for my body. I am going to take care of it. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to eat better. And then we don't, we think all is lost. Right. And we start kind of shaming ourselves where no, we are on, on this progression and it is this bumpy pathway where we go up and down, up and down, and we continue to grow. And so those flags are thoughts like you wouldn't speak to anybody else or out loud, right? You should do this. You should do that. You're fat. You're this, you're lazy. Like you said, it's our only circumstances, our body. And so our thoughts about everything is what helps drive our positive results. And so let's take, um, let's take marriage as a circumstance. So remember that a circumstance is something that's can be proven in a court of law or by science and don't get crazy about it, but you don't have to say, well, you can't, whatever. Don't, don't just make it simple. You can prove it. Okay. So I can prove that I'm married in a court of law. 
I don't know if we prove it by science, but, um, and then next is my thought about that marriage. So it's not that I have a good or bad marriage. I am just point blank married. Okay. Or you're single. Then your thought about that marriage or you as a wife could be, I have a great marriage. I love my marriage. I'm a great wife. I'm a terrible wife or my husband makes our marriage so hard. So take any of those thoughts and usually it will pierce you as you listen to it. Like, oh, that is kind of what I'm thinking or believing. And then behind that, you're going to add, I'm a daughter of God. So I have a terrible marriage because I'm a daughter of God. Hmm. Oops, that doesn't work, right? I am married because I'm a daughter of God. That brings down a little bit of peace. If you're struggling in your marriage right now, you can even say, I'm struggling in my marriage because I'm a daughter of God. That will even support, like that's not, if I just say I'm struggling in a marriage, that feels heavy. But if I say I'm struggling in a marriage because I'm a daughter of God, that just gave it purpose. I'm struggling through it because I know the end game is to progress and to grow. So then my feeling is not going to be like, oh, I hate this marriage. You're going to have a little more peace and calm, a little more understanding. Your action will be that you will continue to work through it. Your result will be that you have a marriage, right? Um, take motherhood. I'm a terrible mom. I, my kids are the worst because I'm a daughter of God. Mm, no, <laughs> right? Right. Kids is your circumstance, your thoughts about them. Usually if you can't find a thought, go to gratitude. I'm grateful for my children. I'm grateful to be a mother. And then your feeling will be of gratitude. Your action will be to show up as that grateful mother. Versus- yeah. When, um, Years ago, because our, so my, let's see, he's number three. (laughs) Um, I was so frustrated with him. Hayden's a very quiet person. He thinks a lot in his mind and you really need to pay attention and ask questions. And life was just so busy. Matt was a busy administrator, athletic director. I had a baby, a new baby. I mean, it was just tough. There was six kids trying to get them to their games and home from school and lunch or dinner. And, you know, just trying to kind of do it by myself, just because that's how we planned it. Mm-hmm. And I remember just feeling so frustrated with Hayden and having very negative thoughts about him and noticing all the things wrong that I felt like he was doing. And I realized one day how wrong I was that it wasn't Hayden that was doing something wrong. It was my thoughts about Hayden. And so I literally started to look at him as a child of God that had gifts and talents. And I started to focus on all those. And I decided I'm going to compliment him on Mm -hmm. all the things I love about him. And it completely, it took time. It took probably a year or two to shift our relationship from a very contentious, negative, you know, just kind of frustration with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And it made it a more loving, trusting, um, vulnerable relationship where he calls me now we talk all the time. I mean, talk, I mean, he's a boy, he doesn't talk a ton, but you know what I mean? But it had to do with changing my thoughts about him as a child of God. Yes. I love it. And so that just made things very clear for me that a lot of the transformation had to come from me. 
Hayden's mm-hmm. a child. He was a child. He's, he's a young man now. I mean, 20, 21. Um, it need, we need to be the one that says, okay, I'm going to make that change. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't want to, and we can get stubborn and prideful, mm-hmm. but if we can really look at it and make that change and realize the gift that we have of our bodies and our minds and the miracle of what we can do, it can really transform our lives. Yes. And I think the key there, like you said, is ultimately you can only change yourself and changing your own thoughts and your own mind is what will change your life. You you can have, um, a great marriage or a terrible marriage. Most, most relationships exist only in our minds. And so even our relationship with ourselves is probably our most important relationship next to God, right? Is the, the whole point of having a relationship with not the whole point, but a, a great point of having a relationship with heavenly father is so that he can teach you your worth. So that when you take your worries to him in prayer and meditation, that, that he can say, I love you. You're, you're great. No matter what, try this. Here's a suggestion. You know, I kind of stored this information in your spirit. So here you go. I love you. You're capable. And so let's take that knowledge inside and talk to ourselves that way. And when we start talking to ourselves that way and using those filters, it's a hundred times easier to talk to everyone else that way. But if we're constantly shaming ourselves or shooting ourselves or telling ourselves what we, what we need to be doing versus saying, you're great. You're a daughter of God. You're doing your best. I love you. How much easier is it to do that to a neighbor, to our children, to our husband, because we realize all of us struggle kind of the same with that relationship. And what do we want to hear and what drives us to better emotion? I've done that same exercise with my kids. And it, I mean, for me, it was, a my child was turning 10 and they were changing emotionally and I couldn't figure it out. And I was super critical in the morning. I would be like, go brush your hair, brush your teeth. And they would come down and I could see this. Oh, and they were coming down the stairs, fully ready for the day, excited. And here was mom going first step. You're not good enough. Go back up and try again. So I finally noticed that. And I, they would come down the stairs and I would say, oh, you look so great. How are you doing? I love that shirt. And I would get this huge smile and our relationship changed within like a week, you know? Yeah. They were so resilient. Yeah. It was an amazing. And we, we are too. Yes. We are too. Yes. And if you noticed when we grew up, so I'm 48 we used to stand up and say the young woman's theme. We are daughters of our heavenly father who loves us and we love him. Yes. They've changed the theme. I haven't been in young women's for many years, but it's no longer. We are daughters of our heavenly father who loves us and we love him. It's now I am a beloved daughter of heavenly parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. Mm-hmm. And I think when we add that on to the filter of how we're talking to ourselves, Mm-hmm. The love and compassion that can grow for us in that filter could, could be really potentially life-changing and yeah. it takes time. Everything takes time. It's not overnight and it's not like going to happen just like that. For some of us, we've have a lot of baggage and a lot of things we've experienced. And it takes time to truly believe that statement that we are, I am a beloved daughter of God. And here's the wonderful, I totally agree. Here's the wonderful thing is if you had the power to believe op- opposite, you have the agency to believe the other way. So if I've been, I mean, thoughts are 
you take a thought, a thought is a sentence in your mind that creates a feeling. And if, if that's all it is, and we get to actually choose our thoughts, then the undoing can be as quick as the doing, meaning you just got to practice it. It's just like learning, learning a sport or learning a, to cook. The first time's a little hard. It feels a little weird. The more you do it, it becomes your second nature, right? It's now what you believe and understand. And so even if, if you can't believe right now that you're a beloved daughter of your heavenly father, then just choose gratitude. Choose gratitude as your primary thought. And that will start changing your filter on the world. If you're grateful for your marriage, your house, your body, your, your religion, the car the you drive, mm-hmm. yes. air conditioning is usually on my top of my list <laughs> because I'm so grateful for it and all those conveniences. And, um, it just, yeah, changes your filter. And president Uchtdorf gave an incredible talk about how he had traveled the world and seen all these really sad, horrible things. Mm-hmm. And he said, but there is one thing that I've noticed that we can all do regardless of our situation. And that is to have gratitude, Mm -hmm. to have, to be grateful in all circumstances, no matter what. And so things are hard. It's not easy. All of us are going through something at some level in some relationship or some experience, but we do have the ability to find the good and remember that we are divinity we are divine. We have heavenly parents who love us and, um, we have the potential to choose a different path. Right. And remember, it's not all supposed to be sunshine and roses. There is supposed to be opposition. And that's the time where we can just kind of settle in and, and know that you are beloved daughter and that you have the capacity to get through it, but it's going to be okay. Things are hard sometimes, but things are also great a lot of the time. Yeah. So try on some filters. Um, you know, we can always offer different filters, but usually the one you come up with is the best one for you. Yeah. The one I come up with and, and you'll feel it as you say it. Um, you'll feel like, yes, that's it. And if it has to do with body, it's I'm grateful for my healthy body, or I have an amazing body. If it's, if it's marriage, I'm grateful for my marriage or I'm, I want an amazing marriage. Even that filter will, will create actions that will make you have that result. If it's, um, work, I'm grateful for my job. I'm an amazing employee. I, I have, you know, goals and, and all these things because I'm a daughter of God and I'm a great employee. So you add all these certain filters to the back of whatever problem you're solving with right now find a filter and, and add it to what you're thinking. And the best way to do this is to write it all down. Just write it down for a few minutes, anywhere you can, and you'll be able to process through it. Hey everybody. Thanks for jumping on our podcast. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to hit subscribe and tell your family and friends about our why wait podcast. The best way to share us is to leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you were listening to us on today. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week.